In this episode, I'm joined by Tom Cotterill, who uh, is actually currently my uh, housemate. So um, it was good fun to jump in the studio with Tom. Tom's been in recruitment uh, for a good length of time. And I think Tom has, has demonstrated really the, the power um, of building a community, uh, building a personal brand, um, which he's really leveraged um, as a recruiter. So we dive into a lot of uh, personal branding, the, the impact of that, how old school methods and tactics that are 10, 20 years old um, are dying out. Um, he referred to uh, these types of recruiters as dinosaur recruiters. Um, but no, we have a, a real good chat and um, a real focus on on the personal branding, building networks and communities uh, piece. So I do hope uh, you find this episode um, of value. Um, I just wanted to to quickly say, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do so you don't miss uh, another episode of the recruitment roller coaster. And it would mean the world to me if you uh, took the time uh, to leave your two pence on a review um, on the Apple Podcasts section. If you've got anything out of this podcast, um, I'd really appreciate it. But um, enough from me. I hope you enjoy the show. The Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hish Mazuz, and today I'm joined by Tom Cotterill from Wiser. Um, Tom, thank you for joining me. Um, I was just thinking that we actually did a podcast episode like ages yeah. ago and things have changed drastically yeah. for the both of us, hasn't it? Since Absolutely. And um, now, for you're those doing who it don't... You're in your shed back home yeah, and back you've got home. a studio. Exactly. So I think for those, for those of you that don't know, um, me and Tom actually live together. Um, so currently the missus is, is not happy because every time we get home we speak about recruitment. <laughs> she, she, she could be a recruiter herself now. That's but look, where, where I always like to start um, is sort of uncovering that story of, of how you got into recruitment. So, so yeah. let's, let's start there. How, how did that actually happen? What, what's the story behind that? So like 99% of all recruiters, yeah. I just sort of fell into recruitment. Sure. Um, so I, I didn't go to university. Yeah, I didn't go to university. Um, and then when mm. I was 18, I decided to basically, my, my passion was fitness. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to um, go and be a personal trainer. There, I that sells though, right? That's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, this is this is the story of how I got into kind of how I got into trick and how I sort of think I'm quite. I think I'm quite good. Okay. Um, and essentially, I was on a cruise ship, uh, traveling the world. I did like 50 countries before I was 19, but about 90 percent of that job was sales because we oh, were okay. selling detox packages. So we had to do. Um, we had to basically do seminars and then we had to like basically uh, upsell. So that was your sales pitch. And yeah. Try, yeah, yeah. And the company I worked for, I didn't really enjoy uh, because it was so salesy. Um, and then basically I decided to go to Australia, set up my own personal training business. Um, was always looking at how I can sort of innovate the fitness industry. Um, and then my visa ran out. Okay. So basically had to come back to London and I thought, yeah, this is it. I'm going to be a personal trainer in London. And then the gym prices are like £1,200 before you even get any clients rent. Oh, right. Okay. So I was like, well, I can't afford that. Um, and then my friend was in recruitment okay. and I decided to apply for a couple of recruitment um, companies online didn't realise I was actually applying for rec to rec. <laughs> so I went to like an assessment day. Yeah, yeah. And then um, basically got snapped up uh, on that day. And, and started there, yeah. So what what yeah. was um what I guess for your history, friend, how what yeah. was your what was your perception of recruitment at that point like? What how how had your friend 
sold it to yeah, you? Like, so what, what did he talk about? So basically, he was he he's not in um, he's not in uh, recruitment anymore. He's actually a UX designer, which is what I recruit for. But okay. he was doing really well, you know, going on lots of holidays, um, making lots of money. And I thought, yeah, this is the dream because <laughs> at nineteen, my ego was my ego just seemed to just flare yeah, up you and wanted, I thought, right? yeah, yeah. money 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 right and um my first interview was like okay so what do you want to get out of out of recruitment i said what everyone i thought everyone wants to hear is a car a oh, house yeah, lots yeah. of holidays lots of external things yeah, yeah um so that was my perception of recruitment was very um like salesy sales yeah, orientated yeah, yeah. um and i wasn't quite sure what i wanted to do in my life then and i thought i might be quite good at this going to the big city yeah you know, yeah, I mean, I think sales and make lots of money. Well, I what I love happiness. about sales, and we'll dive into more, in particularly yeah. recruitment, but it it just equips you with so many skills. Like, yeah, it's that that's what I it's love mental. about it. And also, the, like before I got into sales, um, mm. what what I realised that I didn't like was the fact that I, I could work my ass off, and the guy next to me who might just be plodding along the whole month will just get paid the same amount. Yeah. So, like, as soon as I realised, oh, right, okay, so sales, you can actually be rewarded for yeah. the work ethic and effort you put in. I was like, yeah, that's... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's a, that's a good thing for me. I um, do agree. But, that's, but we live in a value-based society nowadays anyway. Mm. You get based... You, I believe you get paid on the value you bring to any yeah, industry. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're moving away from just getting paid a base wage yeah, yeah yeah for sure i agree um so i guess how how were those first 12 months in recruitment because i i, I okay. found those the toughest so like what, so what went on in those first 12 months then first 12 months for me i so i'll be completely honest and transparent i had three recruitment companies in 12 months you worked at three three oh so shit. basically i got into finance recruitment okay um and i absolutely hated it <laughs> the reason why i hated it was because um the company i worked for which obviously not going to name names was yeah. like just so unaligned to my values yeah okay like i remember getting told that um look i don't even want you to be asking anyone about if they want a coffee in the morning i want you at your desk no eating at your desk like you'll make oh, calls, some more the like, office culture yeah and they yeah. were happy with me making like seven hours a day on the phone kind of thing absolutely hate that wasn't for me but the director actually owned two companies oh, okay. so he thought it'd be good for the company i joined which was a tech agency like startup agency okay and that's where i um the the where i met um who who i was like my mentor okay okay and he's done really well within the in the ux space um so is that he, how you got exposed to the ux yeah yeah, yeah. so i yeah. remember my first day i was getting like introduced to like head of uxs head of designs at like top really? banks and like top e-commerce companies like, i love this this is i love this i love the topic but um wasn't quite sure if, if that was the right environment for me because it was very startup-y there wasn't there wasn't great sort of mentorship because the guy who I did, uh, who was my manager for like a month or two, left to go into the space. Oh, right. Okay. So a lot of people, a lot of recruiters seem to go, who recruit for UX seem to go into UX. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Because it's so... It's, it's How very does that work like, though? Surely like, you, you just, don't have the skill set. Nah, I, I so UX no is more about set. UX. Um, you can learn the hard skills, but you can't learn the soft skills. And as you know, recruitment is such a Okay, that's terrible. Okay, that's right. Um, nice. But then I joined, then I joined Source, which I had uh, two and a half great years with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sorry, right so really... that's where you had a real solid base. Yeah, and that so worked... I guess those twelve months then were yeah. real, a real tough one, right? Because I guess was there yeah. was there points in those first twelve months where you're like, I'm not I doing like, recruitment. Like, was, you like... was, was there any point when you're like, you know what, I'm I might quit this. Like, yeah, really, probably about once or twice a week. I really? like honestly, honestly, just the first 
the first six months was the hardest because I was like, I was lost. And mm. I was thinking I'm not good enough. I was getting paid like 15,000 a year yeah, yeah, in yeah. London. I was like, and then I was living in Essex. So I didn't have any money. Um, and it was just horrible. But when I joined Source for the first three months, it uh, was also, I, I did really well for the first month. I think I did like my first deal in like three weeks. Okay. So I was like, yeah. And this, is, and this is UX. So this, this is, is UX. UX. Right? So that's when you really like yeah, just yeah, doubled yeah. down on your, yeah. you found your industry. Yeah. yeah. But I was, after that, after the buzz of me joining and after the buzz of me doing my first deal wore off, then I was still having to like pick up the phone or have like call sessions. And I remember sitting down with my director at the time in, in the October of that year. Yeah. And I said like, she said clearly not happy here so what how do you want to do bd how do you want to build your network yeah, yeah. and i i was listening to like jay shetty gary v yeah, yeah. Like at the time it was all about branding so i said i want to do I, I love social media i love like putting my content and my values and my knowledge out there, out there yeah, and yeah. linkedin is so powerful as as, oh, as, yeah. as a source of information yeah, yeah. that you can do that so uh, fair to say then those first 12 months were yeah i made like really difficult i made like fifteen thousand for like source at in the year it was terrible in year in year one yeah really yeah. that's mental yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay and then it just literally just absolutely yeah. boomed so what okay cool Let, let's break that down a bit because I think that's interesting because um, I think that's a I mean it's a com- complex issue why only one in three people stay in recruitment for more than 12 months yeah. um, but I think there's a lot going on there and I think um, what's interesting is you you ended up fa- finding um, an industry that you ended up really enjoying because right? yeah. that's, that's always difficult if you're having to hammer the phones yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're speaking to people and yeah. about things that you're not quite interested in or not really enjoying that's that's mm. going to make it even more even more tougher um, so I guess let the BD thing mm. I hated that yeah <laughs> like so when, when was that when I guess when was the point where uh, at source particularly because yeah. then obviously that's where you built things but what why did you hate BD so much so basically BD it was because it was the old school way of doing BD okay um, and I, which 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 I really didn't like um, it was very much sort of like cold calls how many like call times all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff um, and then basically from there I was just doing um I was basically just, yeah, I was I was lost. I was, like, calling people, and they're like, fuck off. Like, yeah. it was just, like, wasn't... <laughs> I just didn't feel good doing it. I, it was, like, it was like I was allergic to cold calling people. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I think <laughs> there's a smarter way. We live in this... We live in... Um, we live in the uh, the age of social media where everyone's plugged into their phone. So, like, there's yeah, smarter yeah. ways. And, and, like, this is what... This is what... Um, this is what annoys me about recruitment and recruitment companies is they think BD is like this special thing, but like basically you should be doing business development is a mindset far more than a skill set. Yeah, yeah. So you like you should be doing it every day. You should be mm. not focusing on outcomes. <laughs> like it's just every connection, every every chat is a can potentially lead to something. Yeah, for sure. And also just enjoy it. So like BD is a game where like it's a game that top performers play every single day. Yeah, yeah, every single conversation, they're always thinking about how they can convert into new yeah. business. If I so, if I revert that back to my first one month, so I maybe I don't know if you it was structured for you this this way, but I I wasn't BD in the first six months. Okay, I don't know if, if so. Was you having, having to BD in the first? I've always been I've always been three sixty. Yeah, so I mean, I, I was dealing with some clients, and they were sort of more handed to me initially, but they weren't my clients. Um, mm. And then I really focused on on getting the candidate piece right. That's yeah. how my director sort of trained me up. And then, um, and then yeah, when it got to right, okay, he should we get the candidate side now? Like 
you got to start picking up the phone yeah. to um, try and build your own client base. And yeah, I absolutely shit my pants like completely. But like, this is what I don't get because, right? So a client is a can candidate can be clients, clients can be candidates, yeah, of course. right? They're just they're just human beings. I know. So like people, yeah, it's, like, the, it's the mindset. It's, I know. That's what See, it is. this is what I mean. It's the, it's the mindset of old school recruitment, mm. and that BD is like this special thing that you should do from three till five mm. calling. Like yeah. I I, th- I believe every single conversation and every single post you put out there now is like can be BD. Yeah, like yeah. BD should be an everyday thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your mindset should be. I think I actually think um, when you're new to recruitment nowadays and like being brought in and, and taught this taught the trade like being able to like learn commercial skills mm. and like how um what, what you need to hit for a certain target or like what you need to hit to make a company perform better all that kind of stuff mm. and then that'll just help you with that mindset yeah i believe i, I don't think, know maybe. i don't know so how i guess how how i, I don't know yeah it is that it is the mindset I guess it did take repetitions to like deal with it like i just yeah. i had to do it yeah i, I was in an office of eight people at the time so there's no yeah. hiding right yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's what made me grow as a person um but i think yeah i mean when you did get through to someone like you have the capability of holding yeah. a conversation and like, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're like oh shit that wasn't that bad yeah um okay cool it's just the first initial like 20 seconds yeah like, i to be honest i haven't done a cold call in like two years and those two years of of i've been promoted three times and i've i've really mm. over like achieved what i thought i would yeah so, let's, I, let, let's, I have a completely different strategy. Yeah, yeah, no, let, let's break down um, how you went from so you build around 15k in the first year, right? Yeah, at source. So, then what so what changed in the second year then for it to all sort of come into play? What do you think that you did in those 12 months that led yeah. to more success in year two? Basically, I you can never underestimate how good, like, how good it is to have a really good team around you. Oh, yeah, like, I learned from. A guy called Nick Grantham is like one of the best recruits I've ever like, really? ever learned from. He's just amazing. So, firstly, him uh, teaching me like like candor control, client yeah. control, all that kind of stuff, which I never had, um, and how to like really give a good service. Like okay. every little touch point. For example, like how an e- how you write an email and like how to respond to emails, when to respond to emails, yeah. and make sure that every client and candidate thinks, yeah, Tom's on this. Yeah. Uh, firstly, that which is like the basics and just having really good support. Yeah, yeah. Secondly would be to, um, I basically built an online community. Yeah. So this is where so I... So was you doing that in that year? For those 12 I months started you were doing? in that year. So yeah. basically October, I think it was October, no, it was September 2016 when I said like, not happy doing this. You don't want to do cold calling. Yeah, yeah. I don't like this. Um, right, let's change. So it wasn't until the January where I started to see success in terms of figures. Uh, but in that November, I basically created an online community, okay. um, which now has like over 6,000 UXs globally. And mm. that's like my personal CRM. Mm. And that's basically me creating content pumped out to 6,000 Where did the idea right? come from then? Where did the idea come from? So um, basically in the UX world, there's a lot of people trying to get into the industry okay. and at sort of junior level. And these juniors don't have the mentoring and the nurturing and the development that they should have to like okay. progress a lot of people in my industry want to recruit seniors and heads but in five years times those yeah, senior yeah, heads yeah, are going to yeah. be leads right and these juniors are still going to be juniors who so can have a really big gap so the problem i saw is the junior world so you're so connecting the juniors to connecting the juniors to each other like yeah, help yeah. and uh, mentor support motivate and off the back of that so that's taken me so that's organic i've, yeah. I've added every single one of those slack, people slack well, i know that, every yeah. single one of those people yeah that's slack yeah um so and then i've 
I've got LinkedIn groups, mm. um, and then obviously I'm doing talks. Mm. I'm creating talks. I'm going to events and conferences, um, and then on the back of all this, I'm now building my own mentoring platform. Yeah, yeah. which I'm then um, which is going to enable basically juniors to connect, but also seniors and leads. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's basically just focus on personal branding rather than sales yeah, as such. Yeah, yeah. So how how um. How what was the environment like then? So you sat, sat down with your director and you're like, yeah. look, I'm not doing this cold calling. I yeah, want to yeah. do it this way." I mean, look, if if, if I'm if I'm a, um, a recruitment owner and I've hired someone who's doing 15k in the first year, like I'm I'm taking a loss there, right? Oh yeah. So how what what was it like? Because I guess <laughs> you've got to be showing the right activities and and the right mindset every day. Um, would would be my thoughts but what was the environment like when you weren't getting numbers on the board like how what was it like around you and yeah did you ever feel pressured but this is so i i'm always thankful for nick right nick basically saved my job all right nice he he not only saved my job is that the really good recruiter that's nick ground from yes so um he's still in the he's now my competitor but he's a good (laughs) friend of mine so it's all good but um yeah so nick basically saved my job if he shielded me a lot from sort of the Polit- not politics but like the board level meetings okay. where they're probably discussing performances and, and he always saw talent in me yeah which i i believe you just got to think long term so yeah, yeah, yeah i think year one and two is always going to be really really difficult for anyone yeah, yeah especially if you're building something from so yeah. if but i also believe um all these sort of bad recruitment practices i think we are seeing less of them now yeah but you know like just pointless cold calling pointless spec CVs actually stem from the companies not mm. necessarily like the recruiter's not doing that to be a bad person they're doing that because they've got so much that's pressure what works and that's what they're seeing yeah, around them and they've yeah, got yeah, so much sure, pressure sure. but for me how I how I see it is because from personal experience if someone can be there to mentor inspire and support you and see your potential and, and do it in a way you like to do it so obviously me is content strategies community building and now I'm flourishing. And yeah, I'm really, yeah, yeah. I actually genuinely love <laughs> recruitment now. Yeah. Like, I honestly love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because not only do I recruit for um, an industry I'm really actually passionate and like inspired by, but I see recruitment in a completely different light. Mm. And I, f- I, I just wish people that are getting into recruitment now actually saw it in the same way I do. And I, I think, think it's changing. And I think subconsciously they'll do better things and ethically. Yeah. So when did the penny drop then? When like so you, yep. October, November you started doing all the groundwork. You had this idea, yeah. build a community, connect people. You saw the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when, Jan- when yeah, January. 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 So, so what's that like October, November, December? Yeah. Just Jan 17 and now we're at November 18 and I haven't and I've been over target by about 150% every month. And yeah. That is no lie. Yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not joking. <laughs> That's why I'm I believe you, mate. So and do you put that down to a big part of this whole community piece? Yeah, absolutely. Because in that in those nearly two years, I haven't had to do any cold calling or any like. How did you get CVs. clients then? Inbound. How? It's you, yeah, but you're, you're building a community for candidates, right? I'm building a community for candidates, but like look, look, like I just said, candidates are clients. Candidates know people who are in hiring positions, right? Okay. So basically, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I don't, I don't actually, I don't think they're. They're just human beings. So like yeah, creating yeah, the sure. same, creating value and like doing some research into what your clients' needs are, what the problems in the market are, and like just getting your name out there. You know, sometimes it's better just to create some noise yeah, on, yeah. Like on LinkedIn. But that's what I'm saying because like, I'm just thinking, so you double down on the candidates, I'll get that, yeah. great idea, 
did that well. But then I think there's you, there's then got to be a strategy around the client piece because yeah, obviously yeah, sure. candidates will say, I'm in this group, it's really amazing, Tom's helped me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I get that, 100%. Mm-hmm. But obviously then there's got to be a... So obviously, look, you've got a big LinkedIn audience. So yeah. at this sort I don't know, you tell me, but like that generally that year then, was, was did you then start putting more content out, mm. you as a person, which then yeah. led to more client stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started posting content around... Um, UX, more UX stuff in particular, not just recruitment stuff. So you was then, you, I guess you was then perceived and gained credibility that you really understood yeah. the market. Yeah. And, and then I'm sure, absolutely. yeah, you're building this community who are engaging with you and they're like, fucking hell, he, he knows these people and all that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, it, and just being smart as well. For example, you know, if you've placed a candidate previously, they're now at another place. Yeah. Hello, can I have an introduction? Obviously helped you out. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. People want to help others. Mm. But like how I view recruitment is, um, it's basically... We're in a very fortunate position where we get to understand what different companies are up to, what candidates want. Yeah. And they, so candidates don't know what other companies are up to, clients don't know what other candidates want. Yeah. So, like, if we can create content and get both all that content out there to those people, mm. they're instantly like, wow, he actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I need his help. Mm. Like, and all, most of my clients now come through inbound, yeah. like, on LinkedIn. Yeah. No, no, it makes so much that. sense. Yeah. So, but how I view I view recruitment as value, like really value based. So like, if I can find someone ten thousand uh, ten thousand salary increase, that could help his kid, and then his kid kid get better education, then his kid goes to oh, school. Yeah, like for sure. that's how I see. That's literally how I see it. Yeah. And I think energies attract, right? And I think clients will feel that energy. They'll feel that passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that year, then did it? Did it just keep getting better and better? Then like, was, yeah. there, was there any challenges through that year, or what was there? Anything where you had to sort of readjust or? What, yeah what yeah um i think basically just going after more co- just creating more content and yeah. tailoring the content slightly more yeah and the, the, just tweaking the, it yeah i mean the challenge was um uh, basically just creating more value yeah, yeah it's hard because you, 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 you don't want to do just put sh- you don't want to just put poor content yeah out yeah so i think that's what restricts value. a lot of people from even starting doesn't it they, 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 but, they think it's going to be shit yeah but also um actively connecting with people yeah. and like meshing them that was going to be my question like how can how, what would your advice be like to someone who may think there's an opportunity to do the same thing or yeah. who, who's thinking you know what I'm seeing more people like Tom like myself like yeah. other people putting out content yeah so what, what's your advice for these people to, to start mm. um, which yeah which helped you or if you do it any differently yeah 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 so um, basically like map out completely map out your market so yeah um, what are the key areas that you recruit for? So what are the scene, and then from there you can say, okay, what are the scene, what are the seniors looking for? Like, what do they need help from? A so have a plan first. Have a yeah, yeah. Have, a, have, have a have a plan, have a plan. strategy. Yeah. Have a plan. Then also connect with every single person in your industry. Do you do that manually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you did that manually. Yes, <laughs> fair enough, mate. Yeah, that's I did enough. that manually. Yeah, that's fair um, enough. So now you use a tool, don't you? Yeah, I use but, an automation tool. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you did it. So you, so, you, <laughs> so so your advice would be have an actual plan. Yeah. And then proactively on a daily basis connect yeah. to people, right? Because this is what I'm saying. And you have any Business sort of connect? It's a mindset. Are you having any sort of connect message, or you just connecting? Or I what? tailor every. I tailor messages. Wow, it must take a long time. It does, but like but I yeah, said, it's a groundwork. Business yeah. development, it's a, it's the groundwork. Business development is a mindset. Yeah. So, what were people like around you then? How did you deal with? Because I had to deal with this, right? Yeah. So, um, 
so so the company I, I work for, and I've said it a few times now, um, all the people surrounding me have been doing recruitment for five plus years, right? Yeah. Um, Learn a shitload from them, um, which I'm super grateful for. But the advantage I had was I had fresh eyes on the industry, right? Yeah. So I managed to convince my director to get in front of a camera and yeah. create content. Never done that before, right? Yeah. Um, and I only managed to convince one other senior consultant because the, the straightaway question I got was, well, Hisham, how's that going to make you more money? And I get that, right? Yeah. So how did you deal with... What What was the environment like around you when they f saw Tom Cotter popping up on their LinkedIn every day? Like, what, what was that like? Yeah. Because that's also someone to deal with, right? Mm. Because there only might be a handful of people in, in recruitment businesses who are willing to put themselves out there. Yeah. So how did you deal with that and what was it like? So at, at the start in the October, everyone was like, God, what the hell is he doing? Like, yeah, and, yeah. And because I, used to, I didn't used to go into the BD calls, because I was just like, oh, so there was, a, there was obviously, a, yeah, I used to, so you, there used to be blocked out time where everyone BD'd. Yeah, I didn't and do it. And you weren't doing that. I wouldn't oh, do it. I'd just call Canvas. Get, you must be getting some e Oh, yeah, wise, absolutely, mate. absolutely. But like, those people weren't, weren't at the business much, like, yeah, yeah, like, okay. When I was doing it. So you well. had, a bit, had a bit of friction there. Like, what is this kid up to? Like, yeah, like, what's he up to? Like, he's not, do you think he's, he's too special to do BD? Yeah, but I was, I think he's too special to do BD, but I was actually doing more productive stuff yeah there's a difference between um efficient and effective yeah yeah for you, sure there's no point being like there's no point doing really like uh, 50 cold calls and yeah. getting through to one person yeah, efficiently yeah. i might as well just go and be proactively creating content yeah, yeah and yeah. being effective yeah which i was and then in january when i started hitting target and i was getting all these cool clients come into me everyone's saying? like where are you getting that from where are you getting that from <laughs> and i was like it's literally from my network it's from linkedin yeah, yeah. It's, it, you know that people it, I think if you can get in the mindset of why would a company want to work with you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a good question. Is though. a company going to want to work with you if you are the fiftieth person that you've that they've had a call from today? Yeah, and it's the same right? skill as well. And it does work. That, that it, it does that still does, work. Yeah. It does work, right? It's there's just a different way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this way is the better way. It's just different. Yeah, I, I think and I believe for me, I think it's got, yeah, I think it's got to be a blender by for me personally. Yeah, like I actually quite enjoy cold calling. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. if I, however, if being, honest, I think it's industry dependent as well. Yeah, yeah, but being being honest, if I was to co like cold call like just back to back for like two hours, I probably wouldn't enjoy that. But if it's that's what I'm saying, if it's a blend of creating content, doing all what you're talking about, and then saying right, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to try and create conversations yeah. with people I haven't spoken to. I go I go that's what I also found is that I go into it more confident because you've created content and there's a good chance that if you're connected with these people more than likely on LinkedIn, mm. then hopefully they should have some context on who you are because yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been on their newsfeed all the time. Yeah. So But surely it would work just as well on a LinkedIn message. Yeah, I know, but yeah, phone. I know, but I like to speak to humans. More, yeah, mate. but more people are connected to their phone. Like, I, yeah, mate, four, I agree. I agree, then. but I like, I genuinely like picking up the phone. Like, I like calling how people. Do you, how do you even get their numbers? Because like, some LinkedIn, like, mate. Yeah, but like, on like mobile phones or. That's the that's because the thing. Now we, I've got. We don't even have a switchboard. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no I get number. that. No, no, that's fair enough. Okay, I guess the advantage I have now is that because I'm in the recruit, I'm selling to recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them want to be contacted, so that's the advantage I have but now. Like, right? You're dealing with old school recruiters <laughs> as well. Nah, not always. That's not always. Yeah, but yeah. Like some old school. Yeah, obviously, but that's why they don't mind the phone call. And that's the first. Yeah. That's the first thing I say. But like I said, it's industry dependent. So if I was, that's what I mean. The yeah. finance I appreciate insurance. That. Yeah, yeah. I was in insurance. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, there's not going to be mobile on there for sure they, uh, they're yeah. so private so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so I, get I get that I get but that cool so 
with my industry, design text, like just contact, contact them on Instagram it. or Twitter. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, or like, yeah, you got to think about your audience. I yeah, get that. That's, look, if you don't like, do that, then you're not going to win. I, I get that. It's initial research. So, um, so you was at Source for two and a half years, and then you went on a bit of a journey, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> so, no, let, let's talk about because I think a lot of people can learn from it, and I know you've been pretty open and honest about it. But yeah, okay. I think so. Look, from from what I what I've seen online, so obviously, so me and Tom. We connected on LinkedIn, and, and that's how we built a bit went of a relationship. Went to the Buddhist centre. Yeah, we went to the Buddhist centre <laughs> um, when I moved to London to join Hoxo, and, and we connected that way. Um, so, yeah, obviously we built a bit of a relationship, and I could see what Tom was doing online. I thought it was great. Um, but and then, obviously, you went on a bit of a journey, didn't mm. you? And I think, I think uh, from what I'll tell you, sort of outside looking in, um, obviously when you when you're in recruitment and as you said when things go right and I've, I've had a lot of people on here now and like it, it can literally change your life right oh, so it, you can it, go it from earning 15k being a PT wh- whatever it is to 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 earning six figures um, mm. having a life that you didn't think you could have all that right yeah. so it's like as you said you mentioned ego earlier it's very easy to go I'm I'm the fucking dog's bollocks right yeah. um. And with that, especially when you're being open and, and putting yourself out there, yeah. and I've, I've experienced it since doing it myself, opportunities come your way, right? So obviously, like, they're, they're, you're bound to say yes to some yeah. stuff, and it's like, well, well, I don't want to miss out on that, right? Yeah. So let, you don't have to go into all no, the detail. I will. Obviously, so, um, so you went to America, so you had an opportunity to go to um, an American-based yeah. recruitment agency, right? And I think... No, they're English, so they're, it, was okay. English, it was an English recruit. English recruiting company based in London, uh, but they had an office in New York. Okay, so I guess what was the upside? So let let so bef- before you went there, what what was you drawn to? So I'm sure there was money involved. What was you really excited by the fact of working in New York and all that? Because I can yeah, imagine that can be super I mean, exciting. And I remember you, I remember meeting you before. You're like I'm absolutely buzzing. Like so, what what, what was the upside in in your perspective before you went? So okay, so it was in July that I did it and july august and i think i what i really needed at the time was a break like okay a three week four week holiday and had any time off okay and bear in mind you know i travel like most hard. weekends as well so like yeah. i wasn't even resting so i really needed a rest but i had an opportunity to go to new york um got like approach and all that kind of stuff the upside was enormous salary yeah like they're big salaries over there yeah, yeah, yeah. um obviously Moving to New York, going to be a global recruiter, all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Massive fees out there, like huge yeah, fees. Yeah. You can go from earning hundred to hundred fifty k here to like three, four, five hundred. Yeah, like yeah. Half and, a and, million do, dollars and do the same thing. And do the same thing <laughs> because, for yeah, example, the, like the, the fees are double. So yeah. that was the upside, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then but it basically just did not work out. Like my mindset was just shot at yeah. the time and I was basically went there um, and how I long did you work there? I was there for four weeks oh fuck yeah man, that's tough, man. so basically um, I believe was there a moment where you're like Whoa, yeah. what have I done? yeah it was in a hotel in the hotel room for like I was, in, I was I didn't know anyone it was like I was in a hotel room and I was like fuck this yeah I've had that in London like, it's tough this is, this is awful didn't, I just couldn't I just couldn't be here mm. um and yeah, it was just a really tough environment to be in. Because I guess I can imagine, like... And the company was so unaligned to what I was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, again, outside looking in, correct me if I'm wrong, but again, I think also, because you've been so open on this, I'm going to America, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. there's also a bit like, fuck, like, what are people going to think? Like, exactly. Oh, a cop out. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I remember creating a video in Newark Airport, about to leave to go to Sydney, and... Um, 
I was like, what are people going to think? But I'm just going to put it on there. Yeah, and like, that, that was actually. probably like the b- best content I've ever produced because it was raw. It was in the moment. Yeah. Man, it was quite emotional to record yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah. seriously. And that's why you got to pull it out there though, I think. Yeah. That, and that's I, what resonates. Yeah. And I think it helped. And it's, I know it's helped a lot of people that's what in my, I mean. my journey because uh, I know a lot of people have done done similar things and sort of like gone, you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm just yeah, like I, there was a really um i don't think it was because of me whatever but she connect we connected because of our stories yeah um was a banker who um basically saw me on linkedin saw my what's happened and then basically it she was also doing the same thing so yeah. like people are doing it and mental health in in the workplace is really important oh, yeah, but massively. um recruitment i believe if you're not careful can teach you to have addiction to like instant gratification like we're always what's that <laughs> i disagree yeah no i'm no, saying yeah go on, go on yeah go if on. you're not careful but if you work for the wrong company it does because look we're always taught to go for more okay all right what are you doing next month what's your quarter looking like what's your year looking yeah, like yeah. What's your plans? Mm. Like, okay, there's another candidate here. There's another client here that needs your help. There's always, there's always more. That you, no one's ever content. I find in recruitment, mm. you're always striving for more, which is good. But you need a balance as well. Yeah. And I think balance comes with like lifestyle. But like a lot of companies and, and sales in general, especially in these big cities, like you're just so burnt out. Yeah. Like I was 23 years old and I was, I was burnt out before I went to New York. I mean, that's not right. Surely. <laughs> that's like an imbalance of life. But I'm yeah, not yeah that's I get, no, I get that. But, I think. Look, for me, the instant gratification thing, what, what I understand of it is like being able to put out, put out a post and, and get instant gratification through people liking it and, and yeah, all that. Yeah. So it, it's, the, it's people want things straight away. Yeah. So the reason why I disagree with that is because in recruitment, you don't get things straight away. You don't. Like think how no, long it's saying, taken you to get yeah, to that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So so that no, that's my. I get. I completely agree with you. Yeah, there's always more, and I I okay, quite maybe, like that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the instant gratification term's wrong, but I do believe. I get what you're saying. There's always there's always more. Always yeah. more. Always more. I get that. I I get that, and I guess it's one of those things, though, mate. Like mm. I don't know. It, 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 obviously, business is every different. Every business is different. Everyone has different ambitions. Yeah. Um. Obviously, if you're there's people out there. Who, call them steady eddies whatever and, and they're happy to consistently build that and, and yeah, they're, yeah. they're the engines of a lot of recruitment oh they are do, do you know what I mean so that. exactly so I get what you're saying and I think um, I think a lot of that what you're talking about also comes of age mate like yeah, I'm I sure agree. you've had a, a lot goes on you've got to I mean I mean I'm, I'm 25 nearly 26 and I'm still trying to work out who Hisham Mazuz is do you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah I mean yeah and, I, and the thing is I think recruitment helps with that um Reason why is because you're just dealing with people all day, and like, yeah, you can learn from other people. You, you hear about tough times, good times, and yeah, for sure. Um, I think that you you've got you've got to discover who you are, yeah, um, to sort of prevent being burnt out because you've got to be self aware to go. Well, yeah. Hang on a minute, this is a bit too much. Yeah, 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 all that. So, um, I think it's I think it's all down to like, I'm as you know, you obviously live with me. I'm mm. all about like. <laughs> I'm more about like meditation. Yeah. I'm more about like journaling, all that kind of stuff. Being self-aware, and I think in any job, if you're if you've got a balance, you'll be fine. Yeah, and I, I think you've got to communicate that as well. Like, if, yeah. you, if you just sit there in silence, you, you've got to communicate it. And, yeah, and yeah, I used yeah. to be open that I used to meditate, and it, and it helped me a lot. And I used to try and encourage people around me to to meditate because it really helped me. But you just got you just got to yeah, shout yeah. about what you care yeah, about. Sure. And some people might take it on. Yeah. Some people might ignore it and think you're yeah, a yeah, yeah. fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's when I tell them that I do um, I meditate. I'm vegan yeah. and I do CrossFit. They're like, "You're a freak." Yeah, you're a freak. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so you now joined Wiser. 
Mm. Yeah. So how how um so did you know you wanted to stay in recruitment when when yeah, that whole I, New York, New York yeah, thing yeah, happened? Yeah. yeah? Absolutely. Because I I um I probably shouldn't have left Source when I did. Like fair enough. I yeah. I I think my you know, learn from took, it. Can't you? Yeah. I mean, I learned, learned from mistakes, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I knew of Wiser because um I knew a few people that went to work there, but I didn't know what they did. Yeah. As such, like yeah. they did like bits of recruitment, bits of personal branding like stuff, evp yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff and then when i actually got to know what they do i was like wow yeah this is actually sick yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I think that um the guys over there are quite open about um linkedin cribs <laughs> their office and all that right mm-hmm. which looks super cool um, yeah we've got a nice you know i heard about this yeah 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 i know as in like obviously it's just it gets quite a lot of attention this whole like showcasing your office yeah yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah so it's like linkedin cribs right yeah in, like, yeah, yeah, showcasing yeah. When, i know yeah because the md rmd put uh, yeah exactly so what how and look I, i've never been there but um what you can see online it looks like they, they've they've built a real vibrant culture right yeah and you're part of that so what, what's your perspective since joining there of, so, of of how they've built how they've built that yeah so um the the founders, Finn, Omar, Ben, and, and Ari, are very big on culture, yeah. but like very big on culture and performance. Okay, because there's a lot of businesses that are just purely focused on culture, and you know they don't really perform that well. And there's the, and there's the opposite, really like high performing, but the yeah. culture sucks. And people leave, but they're really really keen on bringing them both together. Mm. Um, if you looked from the outside in, you'd think like Wise is like a cult. Yeah, but honestly, I'm not just saying this because I'm on the podcast and people are going to hear this, but genuinely like everyone loves wiser Plays everyone like that that who that who who works mm. there obviously but um everyone just loves working for wiser everyone the vibe in the office is great why do you um, think that is though what, what one thing would you pull it down to uh culture led like absolutely so they so their own it starts from the top obviously it always does with culture yeah but that's at their forefront of the yeah. mind like i mean how, look yeah. we've got two people that purely focus on happiness and culture yeah that's class like, it's, it's really cool just yeah. like really small things like you have um you have access like multivitamins, fish oils in the office. <laughs> I know, like, st- I, I'm not saying that's a big thing, but like touches, small yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying um, because I think we're moving away from people wanting bre- free breakfast. Then it was free breakfast in a bean bag, <laughs> and then it was like, um, but now we they, they, they're flexible with work and all that kind of stuff as well. Mm. Um, and it's just really, yeah, great vibe. Yeah, cool. But we we offer so much more than just recruitment as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, I always like to ask this. <clears throat> so what? What what was like a real um, down point for you in, in your career so far? And then what we'll, we'll, I'll ask like a real high point. But what, what was a yeah. real di- down point that sort of really sticks out? We're like fucking out. Like, New that York. Was, really t- was it? New York was the down point. Really? Dude, like, I can't I can't actually explain it. Being, I was very lost in myself. Yeah, being yeah. In that that's hot- a weird feeling. Being in that hotel room and being like, fuck, if I quit now, what are people going to think of me? Yeah, yeah. Can I stick this out? Like, but then I actually realised... You know, I don't care what people think of me, yeah. but your own happiness is is actually really important. And and that, but but that that down point has actually led to the highest point. Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm I'm a like I feel like I'm really I'm a changed person in my mind, and I'm nice. all about just self sacrifice, keep giving more, and like actually being vulnerable and open to people. And I've actually um, 
I feel like I've got more clients actually who've come to me because of my personal story. Really? Like actually showing Tom the it. person, not Tom the recruitment robot yeah, yeah, yeah. and the content. So the whole, what's been the high point then coming back and like, I don't know. Yeah. What's been yeah, the, the high, point the high point, um, definitely be joining wiser, yeah. um, becoming part of their, of, of some really special there. Um, and, uh, learning more about, um, sales in the fact that, sales isn't a dirty word and it's not we're not just focusing on purely getting roles on 15 20 percent filling them but more like strategic retained yeah. big large pieces so that's some I'm, I'm learning every day yeah, yeah um more like you said combining both content yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and actual proper sales pitches and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. um because i want to be uh, yeah i want to be a complete sort of 360 recruit in every in every aspect cool so before we um Wrap up then, mate. I think yeah. j- just because I think you're in a, in a good position to talk about this, and I know a lot of a lot of people um, are interested in mm-hmm. it and, and want to know how they can start. So I know I've already asked you, but if if you were to like start this whole content thing and yeah. um, p- personal branding, whatever you want to call it, if you if you were, if you were to start it again, what, would you do anything differently? <clears throat> would I do anything differently? Yeah. Um, yes. What would you do? I would have started video a lot sooner. Nice. So you would have started earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Video and podcast because I got inspired by you, man. <laughs> so, my, so I've started a podcast as well, launching in Jan. Yeah. Um, but so you just start earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, be flexible with the content that you do. So, for example, if you use video and audio, it's very easy to transcribe into text through like yeah, yeah, yeah. these platforms, and then look at where you're going to distribute it look at like the current audience you've got and basically like create personas and like do your research into the market, yeah. create better content which people are actually, that can actually, that are actually interested in. I think visible content, for example, audio, not audio, sorry, um, video and, and actual images, like mm. high quality images on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and then, yeah, go from there. I and think- then post every day. Post every, post every every day? single day. Really? Like one of my tricks is basically if I'm like on a weekend and I just think of an idea, I'll just write in my notes and yeah, then yeah. I'll expand on that. Yeah, just yeah. literally just post your thoughts as well. Yeah, I think consistency for sure. Um, I don't post every day. Like I find that difficult. Yeah, but focus on quality content. So yeah. like to start with maybe two or three times a week. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you just up it from there when you get more when you get more ideas it's, it's that quality piece that can prevent people from starting though so like my two pence on that would be that in order for you yeah just start but in order for you to create quality like if if I was to look back to when you started some of the, some of that wouldn't do, wouldn't have done very great right in terms of what you would have put out there oh yeah no. that's what that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah, so yeah. in order for you to get into position where you are now and, and oh, sure. create quality content you have to start and put out shit content yeah 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 so yeah, the only yeah, way you're yeah. gonna be able to learn how to do that and look i only did this exercise recently but it's really sound advice i learned it with you actually do you remember when we watched that um jay shetty thing yeah, yeah, like, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go through your content for the last three months yeah. look what's done well and do more yeah. of that yeah do you know what i mean yeah. so um and i think also and I, and I had it when i started making content in when i was um a recruiter is just to underline what Tom said about when he really sort of put himself out there and he's in a vulnerable position and all that. Like, and, and, but you don't want to, when you're in recruitment, you want to be, you're really conscious of what people are going to think of you from a professional standpoint. Mm. And I think what, I think why people buy from you and why people use you is, is, is you, like mm. you as a person, right? Yeah. So I think the more that you can get that across and that, and you do get better at that, I definitely have, is 
you just got to be yourself. And yeah. You will get people who buy into it. You will get people that don't. And you'll get people think, oh, well, you can't put that on LinkedIn. But really, you can. Mm. Um, so, so that would be my advice on that. And I did a nice. post about. It. I did a post about it recently, and I know you've literally shouted about it loads LinkedIn. But li- link for recruiters, LinkedIn is what you need to double down on. Yeah. Period. Like I know. I know. Obviously, there's going to be di- there's loads of different platforms, and you will have candidates who hang out on those platforms. But um, the post that I did recently when I went to this um, conference was um, Social Talent did a global survey with over 2,000 um, people doing that survey. And people, um, r- third-party agencies and in-house uh, mm. recruiters who made a hire or made a placement, 50%, over 50% of those people came from LinkedIn. Yeah. So like, if you're going to start creating content, don't worry about being everywhere. You just double down on LinkedIn because like... I mean, I don't, up, I don't use Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook for any... That's, that's what I, I mean. And like, but it's very easy to look, look yeah. fucking out. Can, there's so much yeah, to do. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah, loads, yeah, but yeah, double yeah. down on LinkedIn. That's yeah. where you should start. And, and hopefully that would mean that you'll get a return quicker. And yeah, that, that's yeah, always yeah. a good thing um, when, when you start because it's like, fuck, like no one's connecting with me and I'm yeah. not getting an engagement or whatever. Um, cool, mate. So is, is there anything, before we finish, then, is there anything that you want to talk about? So you've got a podcast launching in Jan. Which is exciting. Yeah, is so there anything I'm, else that you're excited about that you want to talk about? So basically my podcast is launching in January. It's all about design leadership. Okay, and nice. it's about asking questions which don't get asked a lot and it's like raw just honest just quick one on that no bullshit quick one on that because i'm sure there's people thinking oh i'd love to start a podcast how um how how was it received by your market really really well yeah really well i just find everyone's listening to audios now. that's what i mean yeah. everyone listens to podcasts i think if you just had it's like really good if you just have like a, a real and what's was it like a basic idea like did so you just wanted to talk about that or? again it was research into the market like what people look for and that this the and it's going through your linkedin like what's done well and then basically from that i've, I've identified mm, that's interesting so these topics which are about leadership are yeah a lot of responses okay not a lot of people talking about it so yeah yeah um okay. and then Anything yeah else? another couple of other things i'm doing um a lecture at king's university on how to build a design portfolio oh, nice. and i had to get into the job market that's cool and in three weeks i'm off to australia so <laughs> quick yeah one. quick one mate how did you get into a position where you're talking about those things? Because, like, I used to be involved in the industry that I recruited for insurance, and there's always that, like, bit of taste in people's mouths when you go, yeah, I'm, I'm a recruiter, and you're speaking to someone in that market, because they instantly think, fucking hell, he's going to Mate, my first, yeah, but my first, the first thing I do is when I do a talk, I'm like, look, I'm a recruiter, but, like, don't think anything worse of me. And then there's, like, a okay. bit of a laugh, blah, blah, blah. But... Basically, for how I think I've got into position to like do some lectures at universities and all that kind of stuff is because I have created heaps of content, and yeah. obviously that content's been valuable to people. Yeah, so they've yeah, seen yeah. actually he knows his stuff, but also building my own startup, I think, has a lot of credibility mm. um, with people because they can see he's he's trying to do something for the greater good, and he's not getting anything out of it in terms of like new business or all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. But actually. I am. Cool. I like it. So last question I ask everyone. Um, if you could um, communicate to every single person that works in recruitment, mm-hmm. um, you can either say a word, a phrase, a sentence. Yeah. They'd listen to Tom. They'd implement your advice tomorrow. What mm-hmm. would you say? Um, don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to start. Don't be afraid to start when it comes to content creation and personal branding. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're writing some content, and you think, oh, how's this going to be received? Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just do it. 
Yeah. Love it, mate. Well, look, it's been a pleasure. Glad we've done this. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. I'll see you tonight. <laughs>